That is it for home games at Rogers Arena as the Vancouver Canucks close out their 2022 season at home with a victory over the Los Angeles Kings. This is Locked On Canucks, a late night edition on Thursday, April 28th. And let's get it going. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Canucks. I'm your host, Justin Pooney. Of course, you can find me at underscore process sports on Twitter. Uh, I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day. If you're listening to it, it's probably Friday morning, um, but I am recording this on Thursday. I will have a Friday episode as well. Uh, they'll come out later on in a matter of hours, probably later on in the day. Uh, tomorrow but uh yeah a little story time before we get into the game tonight so i recorded the episode the original episode um earlier today before in the afternoon um expect you know preview the game and then i had some fun topics and then (coughs) excuse me um some fun topics you know i gave my uh basically all my my top 10 canucks but um, anyway, I downloaded it. I was about to export it, and I realized the audio just was off. Um, I, it might have been something to do with my computer, maybe my microphone. Anyway, long story short, I couldn't. Uh, the audio was unusable. So, and the problem was, instead of redoing it right away, I had to go to the Raptors game tonight in Toronto because I was working the game uh, for one of my other positions to, you know, cover Jurassic Park, the fans, and all of that. So I did that, and I came back home and, you know, caught the end of the couple basketball games, the NFL draft, and, of course, the end of the Canucks game, which, let's face it, had nothing really going for it, importance-wise. But the Canucks came out with a win, and, guys, Brock Besser had a very nice game, two goals, and the including the overtime winner and JT Miller's up to 98 points. Quinn Hughes had his 64th point. And Spencer Martin made 35, 30, 33 saves today, which was very, very impressive. And um, again, the Canucks now have their 40th win of the season. So they now have 91 points on it the year. Uh, which was it was actually a fun game. Uh the game was itself was, you know, um, from the parts I saw was, you know, back and forth, the uh, impressive. A game, and you know, as Bruce Brujo said, uh, they want to, you know, they want to chase Vegas. They want to, you know, finish higher in the standings. Which, you know, what I, I give uh, Boudreau credit um, for saying that. Um, my biggest takeaway from the game was nothing on the ice. It was just the fact that the jersey matchup was absolutely brilliant tonight. Um, the Canucks, of course, back-to-back games wore their flying skate logo which everybody knows is the biggest fan favorite out there right now and everybody has a saying on whether or not the Canucks should bring these jerseys back on a full-time basis uh, I said the other day I don't think so but I think as like a retro jersey or whatever it comes back and it looks beautiful but the other thing about the jerseys was this man like the LA Kings like metallic helmets are one of the ugliest things in sports. 
Same with the Vegas Golden Knights, gold, uh, metallic golden helmets or whatever the hell they are. They're absolutely disgusting. They're a distraction. Um, call me old school. Call me whatever. I, I just think they're ugly. There's too much. It's just doing too much, right? Uh, I prefer simplicity. And I think um, whatever the Kings are trying to do with that, it just doesn't work. Um, it's distracting. It's ugly. And I just think they need to get rid of it. Um, so... That was my biggest takeaway from the game was the the uniforms and how good they were and then how ugly the Kings helmets were. But um, looking at it, uh, the with the uh, in the Eastern Conference, right, the Florida Panthers clinched um, the President's Trophy and surprisingly they had fifty eight wins this year. Excuse me. 58 wins. Absolutely astounding. And I know we're the Locked On Canucks channel, but I just want to say that that's very impressive. Look at the standings right now. Extremely impressive. The Panthers got to 58 wins. Um, But you know what also was impressive going back to the Canucks was actually what happened this morning in the morning skate. And it's what I talked about on the original episode I recorded was um, Vasily Podkolzin, the Canucks rookie, had a 15-minute media um, press conference with no translator um, and just him talking to the media, uh, kind of diving into the deep end. And this is the first time he's really spoken to the media since really training camp. Um, and it was very impressive to me. Uh, I think one of the biggest takeaways for me from um, that was, it, again, it showed what I talked about last week where Pod Colson uh, is, is showing that he wants to work he wants to work at integrate himself uh into canadian north american culture you know we his teammates i've already said the veterans on this team already said that um he is one of the hardest workers on the team and you know i said that when that spiel last week talking about how by the way if my voice sounds hoarse um it's because i was conducting interviews outside at jurassic park and uh the music was blaring quite loud um, so I had to raise my voice, and now I'm t- trying to record a podcast. So uh, if my voice uh, sounds a bit hoarse, I apologize, um, but that is why. Anyway, going back to Pod Colson. Um, Pod Colson uh, has proven that this year, yeah, he's got, what does he have, 17 goals, I believe? No, not 17, 14 goals this year or something like that. Um, and it, to me, the biggest thing with Pod Colson is um, he's just – fully shown how yes pod Coles has 14 goals 12 assists in 77 games but uh, the thing with pod Coles is just but that was a true representation of how um this kid wants to work this kid is not afraid to put in the time and effort to become not only a better player but a better um piece of the puzzle a better total culture fitter for this team you know the canucks don't have another russian player on their roster and you know you see it a lot especially in the nhl when you know you have a young highly touted russian prospect you will bring in a veteran uh, of russian descent to you know kind of help guide them in uh, he didn't have that in vancouver he he did it by himself um and credit to him not, not totally by himself but you know he did the brunt of the work and um to credit to him for that um so that was just something that was really uh cool to see this morning you know he was asked uh, what was your favorite um, your favorite word in English. And he said, uh, Bruce, there it is, uh, which of course is the saying that kind of took over 
this year for the Canucks uh, under Bruce Boudreau. Um, and yeah, I, I just thought it was awesome to see, awesome to witness. And uh, it was just another, you know, I'm not, it was another positive in a season that there was a lot of negatives, um, especially early on and then now not making the playoffs. But um, the way I kind of look at it, the Canucks right now going forward is it might be wishful thinking. It might just be craziness coming out of my, you know, my mouth. But um, if you think about the Phoenix Suns, you know, the Phoenix Suns were a dominant team in the mid, early, to, essentially from like 2004 till 2010, that six-year span with Steve Nash. Um they were a dominant powerhouse in the Western Conference. They just unfortunately ran to the Spurs, the Mavericks, and uh, Kobe Bryant, all who won titles. Um, and they never were able to reach the NBA Finals. But um, the Suns were down bad for years, uh, just like the Canucks are. But you saw the accumulated young talent like DeAndre Aiden, Devin Booker, um, play pieces like that. But they were missing the coach. And when they got Monty Williams, you saw them develop a new culture, you know, they went to the bubble and they went undefeated. And now you see the last two seasons they are in the NBA Finals. They just eliminated the New Orleans Pelicans going to the second round. And they are one of the favorites to win the title this year. Um, now, I'm not saying the Canucks are going to be title favorites next. But what I'm saying is, my point is, I see the culture being set for this roster. And the talent is there now. Um, and now under Boudreaux, who's probably going to get a new deal, as I touched on the other day, um, it's about pushing forward and making the playoffs. The playoffs should be the bar for this team, right? The playoffs should be the bare minimum now. Um, and with guys like Horvat, Miller, um, Demko, Pedersen, Hughes, Paul Colson, um, the pieces are there. The pieces of the puzzle are there. It's with the extra stuff, as I've been going on about. Um, so I think the Canucks could follow the same trajectory of the Phoenix Suns and kind of, you know, you see like that late second half surge in a season where, you know, it didn't equate to a playoff berth, but you saw something there. You saw that, hey, there is something there. And we see that with the Canucks. So I definitely feel that the Canucks next year um, should be in the playoffs. They should definitely push for the playoffs. Now, again, uh, the division will get better potentially. Um, you know, LA might stick around, um, of course, Edmonton, Calgary, and then you have other teams in the West, Nashville, Dallas, of course, Winnipeg, all these teams, right? So, um, definitely got the work cut out for them, but I definitely feel that the Canucks have something special brewing. And speaking of something special, a special, um, little segment I have next for you is I'm going to give you guys my top. It was the NFL draft today, so I'm going to draft my all-time starting five for the Vancouver Canucks. Um, and then maybe add a couple extra, maybe a second line, just for fun. Um, but yeah, in honor of the NFL draft, I'm going to draft my starting five for the Vancouver Canucks. So stick around for that, because it's going to be very interesting, and I want to, you know, you guys to understand my opinion. But first, before we do all that... I want to talk to you guys about Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed double frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' Insane Protection Program. 
Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deals of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 five-star reviews. So guys, like I said, I'm going to do something fun. Uh, In honor of the NFL draft that took place tonight, um, you know, very interesting draft. Uh, I thought, you know, this my Seattle Seahawks made a nice pick. Uh, the offensive lineman, uh, Cross. Uh, I think the Philadelphia Eagles were the big winners. Same with the New York Jets. Uh, but again, I'm going to stick to hockey. Um, but in honor of that, I'm going to draft. Or not maybe draft, but select uh, my dream starting five plus goalie of all time for the Vancouver Canucks. Because what the hell? Why not? Um, and basically what I'm going to do is just give you my starting goalie, uh, my starting top two defensemen, um, and my starting forwards. The lineup that I would have, Dream Canucks-wise, if it was Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals. So, in net, it is a surefire, absolute no-doubter, number one with a bullet, and he wore number one, not Kirk McLean. <laughs> But Roberto Luongo, Bobby Lou is my starting goalie, the greatest goalie in Vancouver Canucks history. Look, the Canucks were known as a goalie, and Vancouver was known as a goalie graveyard before Roberto Luongo showed up back in 2007. He brought instantly credibility to the Canucks net. He won them games. He should have been the Vezina Trophy winner in 2006, 2007. He, he, the amount of games he won, the amount of minutes he played, the amount of, you know, he carried the Canucks to the playoffs that year. No ifs, ands, or doubt about it. You know, he won the gold medal. He backstopped them with in the 2011 run. Yes, he did not have the best finals, but without Luongo, they would not have been there. You know, he helped Canada win the gold medal in Vancouver. He was the captain. He was the, you know, he holds all the major goaltending records. Roberto Luongo, without a question and a shout of a doubt, is the greatest goalie in Vancouver Canucks history, and he's my starting goalie. Um, on defense, um, this was kind of hard. Uh, let's face it, the Canucks uh, history of defensemen has not been very vast and very great. Um, you know, you had guys back in the 80s um, who were nice-ish, like Harold Snaps, like he was, you know, a kind of a gritty, good story, uh, but he wasn't a uh, stalwart defenseman. You know, Doug Lidster, but he didn't really play for the Canucks that long. Um, and just to, to be, and just for um, arguments, like this is like a totality of your Canucks career. So most of these guys, you know, they played a decent amount of their career or most of their career was well known as being a Canuck. So uh, that is why I'm going to take into consideration. So, like there's going to be no Cam Neely, no like Hall of Famers that's had a stint with the Canucks. Sorry, Mark Messier fans. He's not on the list. Um, but yeah, I uh, my defense is going to be, uh, Ed Jovanovski, number one overall pick with the Florida Panthers, but was a great player for the Vancouver Canucks in the West Coast Express years. 
you know, was a member of Team Canada's gold medal team in 20, sorry, not 20, 2002 in Salt Lake City. You know, a puck-moving defenseman, a gritty defenseman um, who could log a lot of minutes, could push the puck forward. And then that's what I love. When I build a roster, I want defensemen that push the puck up the ice, that can handle the puck, that can make that great first outlet pass. And Ed Jovanovski fits that bill to me perfectly. So he's going to be on my starting pair. Plus, the man himself who just broke the record for most points in a season by Canucks defenseman, Quinn Hughes. Now, people might say, oh, my God, that's too early. Quinn Hughes isn't there yet. Quinn Hughes is going to be the best defenseman in Canucks history when it's all said and done, in my personal opinion. Uh, the kid's absolutely special. He's dynamite. Um, his skating ability, the way he can make this game look so effortlessly and push, like I said, I love guys that push the puck up the ice, that you know have the ability to control the puck. Uh, just command it, just command the ice, just command the game when he has the puck on his stick. And Quinn Hughes brings all of that. He, he He's the total, not the total package defenseman, but he's just the modern defenseman that I would want to have my team build around. Um, and so Quinn Hughes and Ed Jovanovski are my starting defense pair. Um, no question about it. I think the forwards are kind of easy. Um, that was probably the easiest one. Ah, maybe goalies was easier to me, but... Um, Top line, of course, Henrik and Daniel Sedin, the two greatest players in Vancouver Canucks history. There is no question about it. There's no debate that the Sedins are the greatest players this franchise has ever seen. Uh, over a thousand points, um, you know, Hart trophies, Art Ross, um, Lester Pearson awards, All Stars, Stanley Cup Finals. Um, <coughs> excuse me. All of that included. The Sedins were the two greatest players. And the Sedinery, the way they dominated the game, the way they thought the game, um, everything included. This, These two guys were special to watch. Magicians on the ice. Um, and it was a treat to watch them play. The guy who was on the, on the other wing, it's not Alex Burroughs. I'm sorry. It would have been the easy choice, but no. Uh, it's Pavel Bure, the most exciting Canuck of all time. 50 goals, 60 goal seasons. 94, you know, the fastest guy in the, on the ice. The Russian rocket. The most exciting player in the NHL in his heyday. The first true superstar the Canucks have ever had. Imagine Pavel Bure on a line with Henrik and Daniel Sedin. The way Henrik Sedin could snap that puck around. His vision. And just, just the way that Bure could utilize his speed and shot. And it would be amazing to see those three play. That would be unbelievable. That would be, I don't care how great the West Coast Express was, that would be the greatest line in hockey ever. Nobody would ever touch that line ever. With Burray's speed, his his, speed, his shot, his size, the Sedin smarts, ability to find open ice, and, you know, the Sedin's uh, board play um, would have been absolutely amazing. And to have guys like Joe Benoski and Hughes be able to outlet the puck to a guy like Pavel Burray, it would be absolutely crazy to see. Um, so, yeah, that's my starting five. Luongo and Nett, Hughes, Jovanovski on defense, um, Bure and the Sedins on my top line. Now, just to add a little bit of more sauce to the party, um, I'm going to give you guys my second line uh, because you need to, you know, if you want to be a championship team, you got to have a second line. Um, and my second line is going to be Trevor Linden at center. Uh, Mr. Canuck, Captain Canuck, do it all. Penalty kill, face-off, scores timely goals. You know, he scored 30 goals consistently in his prime uh, in the 90s, Trevor Linden did. You know, he's a gritty guy, a leader, a true leader of men. Um, so he's my center. Um, on the wing, Marcus Nazda, my favorite player growing up, a guy that does not get his credit um, 
for his time in Vancouver. I think Marcus Nassim's time gets kind of washed because he didn't go to the cup final like a Sandin or a Linden or a Smeal. But Marcus Naslin during his prime was the elite prime goal-scoring winger in the NHL. And people, for whatever reason, just forget about that. Look, Marcus Naslin, maybe behind the Sedins, uh, is the best Canuck of all time. Between him or Pavel Burr, he's, in my opinion, he's great on the... Maybe not Trevor Linden's career lasts long with the Canucks, but Marcus Naslin's prime, his best years in Vancouver and in his career were at a higher clip than Trevor Linden, in my personal opinion. Trevor Linden's teams might have more success, but Marcus Naslin at his peak was a better player than Trevor Linden, um, and he deserves his flowers. He definitely does. He's a franchise great. There's a reason his number 19 is in the rafters at Rogers Arena. And the last guy on that line is play center as well. But I think he, you know, he also proved he can play a wing. Ryan Kessler, number 17, one of the best two-way centers in the game during his era. Um, during his prime, Ryan Kessler was a beast. Look, look what he did in 2019 against Nashville. He carried the he carried the the team on his back. Um, he was a physical tough emotional leader of the team he left sacrificed his body on the line and i know people in vancouver you know hate on him and stuff like that because he wanted out requested a trade and you know what that's just a part of the game and you know he wasn't the nicest guy he was kind of surly to the media and stuff like that but look you can what you cannot deny the fact is that ryan kessler was a great player for the vancouver canucks a franchise great in my opinion um and maybe it'll take time for people to remember that and truly understand that but uh, Ryan Kessler is a great that will um, be remembered forever. So that's kind of like my top six and my starting pair. And I thought it was going to be kind of fun. And stay tuned because um, in the offseason, I'm going to have like a greatest Canucks series um, we might do. Or, you know, the 94 team versus the 2011 team, which uh, I'm not going to dive deeply into. But coming up after the break, I'm going to kind of give you a little tease at certain things that I have coming up. Uh, in the off season, once this season wraps up on Saturday and starting on Monday, we're going to start looking at the off season, you know, the draft and stuff like that. So coming up after the break, I'm going to kind of break down what is up ahead for locked on Canucks before we say goodbye. But before we get to that, I want to talk to you guys about betonline.net. It is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs. Like I said, they have been lit and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, yeah, Canucks season ends on Saturday against the Oilers. And then I, of course, am going to record a Friday episode, which will be just kind of a a recap of the season, maybe talk a little bit about the game on Saturday. <clears throat> but starting on Monday, we start our off-season programming. Um, before, you know, leading up to the you know kind of a recap of the season, any news uh, that we need to drop, but also fun stuff. Uh, we're gonna talk about you know interesting topics. Maybe try to get some, try, try to get some guests lined up um, as well, but also just deep into the Canucks history. This franchise has been around fifty-two years. There's a lot of interesting stories that I've never been told or have been told, but it's time to go into depth. And my goal is to have interesting debate topics, talk about the history of the franchise, interesting moments of time, 
um, and stuff like that. So we're uh, we're gonna dive into all that. And one of the topics might be that I have in mind is debating the 2011 team versus the 94 team. Um, I know there's people that love the 94 team to death because they were the scrappy young Canucks. They were the guys that never say die and stuff like that. I sorry, I knocked almost knocked off my microphone there. Um, but the, the scrappy 94 team, the never say die 94 team versus the 2011 team that was considered the um, the biggest chokers or they failed and stuff like that. But uh, maybe debating those teams, who would win in a seven-game series? And quite frankly, I think it would be quite easy. 2011 team would wax them, um, which I would dive more into depth. I'll obviously have an episode or a series talking about the greatest Canucks of all time. Um, play some you know, draft simulators as that time gets close. And talk about the playoffs um, as well. So that's just kind of what's up next ahead as the season comes to an end for Locked On Canucks. But the regular season may be coming to an end. The Canucks season may be coming to an end. But this is not the end of Locked On Canucks. We're just going to keep on building, 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 and continue to grow this thing because every day, Monday to Friday, your first listen of the day is going to be locked on Canucks with myself and potentially some interesting guests coming up soon. So, guys, again, I apologize for the late episode today on Thursday. Um, computer issues, my other commitments um, did come in the way, but I made sure after the Canucks 3-2 win their final home game, um against the los angeles kings brock besser two goals i wanted to get on kind of talk about it um talk about some other stuff as well as we did today um and just let you guys know what's going on because i am dedicated to this so uh guys like i said i want to thank you for making lockdown canucks your first listen of the day today it could be your second listen listen or your last listen of the day but if you haven't done so yet give a listen to the guys at locked on nhl who get you set up on all other things in the nhl it's available wherever you get your podcast services. And most importantly, it is free. All right, guys, take care.